views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. And we have a very important show today. Well, you know, there is always a topic that I find like is dear to my heart. And often I pick these topics simply because... I have been either struggling with them or there was something that just really hit me, something brand new that that came to me, or I just like to share also what I have learned along the way with my clients and, of course, personally as well. But this is a topic today that I think 75% of you listeners are dealing with, including us who are going to be on the show today as the ones that tell you a little bit of what we have learned on that topic. And that topic is stress. Indeed, 75% of people in the Western world are dealing on a day-to-day basis with moderate to high stress. Isn't that crazy? So if you're asking yourself, well, on on average, during the week, scale from 1 to 10, what is your stress level? If it's above five, stay tuned because we have some things to share with you, some tools and some ways to look at stress differently and also to manage and deal with stress differently, which I think is really, really exciting. Now, what is stress? You know, for a long time, stress has been accepted, (coughs) sorry, accepted by me as like, you know, the background noise of a refrigerator. I just felt my parents' stress, and so I definitely picked it up, and I just continued to use stress somehow as sometimes a fuel, sometimes as a nuisance, but often I, you know, didn't really want to pay attention to that stress. And that is the chronic stress, you know, the stress that just is about going through the day-to-day activities, dealing with these challenges that we all have. And sometimes it spikes, sometimes it goes into distress. If there is a bigger thing like an exam, or maybe you're dealing with a job loss or some money issues. And then there is this acute stress that we also can deal with, which is like an accident, or there is an immediate threat. And those things can also make the stress level spike. All our stress hormones are released in you know, very, very high uh, levels and our body is getting ready to fight, flight, or freeze. And, and so that is you know, the, the stress 
that um, most of us, this acute stress, only experience once in a while and usually only lasts, you know, maybe 90 minutes. But that chronic stress that I shared with you, that stress that is just already sitting on your bedside when you wake up in the morning and doesn't leave your side until you hopefully can close your eyes and fall asleep, that is the dangerous stress. That is a stress our body is not equipped to hold on for a long time, which is why stress-related illnesses are the number one cause of death in industrialized countries, whether it's heart attacks, strokes, immune disease issues, cancer, all of those things have a correlation with stress. So it's a big, big deal. And stress is not something that we were necessarily experiencing to the same degrees 100 years ago. You know, there are studies that showed that our stress level increased in the last few decades. Why? Well, these studies showed three major reasons. One is that we have less social connections. We feel less embedded in family or in community. And so there is a greater sense of isolation which in itself increases the stress. There is more on our shoulders. Another one is that we are feeling that there are higher demands on us. There is just like more that we have to deal with, more that just seems to come at us, and uh, you know, more obligations to somehow fulfill. And the third one is that we have also higher expectations on ourselves, And that is something that I find really interesting, the expectation to... Be special. You know, our parents may have told us, well, you're so smart, you can reach all the goals that you set for yourself. Well, that sounds really nice, but that can put a lot of stress on yourself because you just feel in that moment, oh my God, what if I don't measure up? And then off you go on your stress track. And that idea also that, you know, these expectations of, well, money is a goal to have, a stellar career is a goal to have, something being an outstanding uh, citizen or a member of the community, that's a goal to have. Those expectations where being just quote-unquote normal, average, is something that needs to be avoided at all costs, also create an enormous level of stress. And I think we all can relate to this. So stress is there whether we want it or not. And now what? What do we do with stress? Are we just suppressing it, ignoring it, living with it, living shorter with it? Or are we actually learning to manage our stress, reduce it, handle it, and maybe use it if we are lucky? And so we are lucky because we do have an expert on the show today, uh, a dear friend who has been dealing with his fair amount of stress along the way and has, through intense me-searching, found fantastic ways and put together new programs on how to stress better. And I'm talking about my friend Arch Houston, who is a coach and business consultant and is someone who has a lot to say about how to deal with stress. So Arch, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> well, Arch, I just want to go into your stress because, you know, we always want to know, of course, so what makes you the expert of stress? If you have been a Zen Buddhist for the rest of your life, then you probably never really knew what stress is. So how do you personally 
or have you experienced stress? Yeah, I think the first really important thing for us to know is that it, it's not ours. We don't own it. It's not who we are. It's something that we experience. And by detaching from that identity of I am stress, I'm stressed to, no, you know what? I'm just experiencing it right now. And doing that frees us up to get curious about it and, and better understand it. And so for me, in my journey with it, that's exactly where I got myself into trouble. It was like, I tried to ignore it. I tried to avoid it. I wanted to eliminate it. And when we do that, as you mentioned, we miss out on a ton of wisdom because it only shows up. Stress only shows up when we perceive a threat in our environment, whether it's our internal environment or external environment. So denying that, denying those taps on the shoulder from stress are basically you know, blinding ourselves to all of this wonderful information. And if you do that long enough, those taps on the shoulder turn into a slap in the face and come back and get you in some kind of chronic chronic illness or uh, some type of emotional disorder, emotional health disorder or, or migraines or something like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's awareness to it, acceptance of it and taking action with it. That's, that's my process. Well, I think the awareness is already a challenge because as I said, the chronic stress is like that noise of the refrigerator that you pretty much ignore until the refrigerator is broken or you're on a vacation somewhere in a cabin on the beach and then you, oh, it's so quiet here. So what is for you, your stress awareness? How do you become aware of your stress and what do you teach your clients and people that are going to your classes on how to become aware that they are actually dealing with chronic stress? Yeah, great question. Um, well, we... we the best way to think is is basically looking at the the looking at the brain and looking how the brain evolved and so it started with the brain stem or the lizard the lizard brain which is all sensing sensing the environment and and and, and not feeling in terms of emotion but but sensing it in your body like you, your palms start to sweat or you your muscles tighten up And then on top of that is, is the monkey brain, the limbic system, which is all emotional and social connection based. And then on top of that, prefrontal cortex, the, the human brain, the thinking brain, the cognitive brain. So recognizing the signs, which is known as our stress signature, like when we start to sense a threat, a stress, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's your palms start to sweat or maybe it, your, 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 your breath shortens and, 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 and constricts. And, and knowing that when we address that from kind of the bottom of the brain up, from the brainstem up versus from the top down, which is what we typically do, we try and think our way out of stress versus just, let's just use our physiology. Like, let's just engage. That's why breath work is so powerful because it calms us at that primal level. And then once we calm that, we can, we can then work on shifting to a different feeling state. You know, because when we, when we, get, when we, when we start to experience a, a threat, we, we sh our emotions shift. We just start to feel different. And so that's a wonderful, like we were talking about tap on the shoulder, 
to, to, to raise back up. So, you know, things like gratitude, that's why, again, that's why gratitude is so important is it, it's a, it shifts us out of that, uh, out of that fearful state and then engaging in thinking that allows us to respond versus react. Those are, so those let's are like say the, for example, you know, I wake up with stress because I don't even know why. You know, that's the interesting thing. A lot of people wonder, what's the difference between anxiety and stress? And, and I think they're like cousins. And if you have been stressed a long time, then you tend to be more in general anxious. But let's say you have this stress because, you know, the, the dog wants attention. The kids need to go to school. The spouse is a slob. And overall, you are dealing with, you know, just <laughs> money issues. So it's just like, you know, that day-to-day -day grind. And so you wake up and you feel already tense. Now, you say going to the reptilian sensing as a first step and just doing a slow breathing would be something that just gets you already at the beginning of the day into a better mindset, into a better state. And then Absolutely. the next step could be going into a moment of gratitude or appreciation. And then the third step would be the thinking step, which, of course, is also the question, what are we actually thinking in order to get out of the stress? And this is something we're going to talk after the break about. Awesome. So stay tuned. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Are you new to playing with the law of attraction or a seasoned pro looking for an easy and organized way to monitor your co-creation endeavors as you draw them from the immaterial planes into your physical reality? Then join me over at goldenotter.us for bi-monthly new and full moon rituals where we plant seeds of intention, then harvest the fruits of our desires as part of a dynamic community in the members-only Lunar Manifestations Forum. I'm Autumn Seibel, host of Golden Otter Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream, and I can't wait to meet you. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? <laughs> really? Check us out 
go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We just got out of bed. We realized everything is typical in its chaos state. And we already have sweaty hands, breathing a little bit faster, and pretty much have the weight of the world on our shoulders. It's a normal day of stress. So we talked about let's take some breaths. Let's slow down. Let's get these sensations first out of your system then shift your emotions into something positive, gratitude. Maybe you want to find a little sense of humor in all of it. And now comes the more cognitive place. So that's what I wanted to ask Art. So where do we go from here? What are our choices to think beyond that what we think we experience? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We look at... We can look at it in terms of uh, the experience of, of stress is showing up when there's a gap between all of the demands we have on us in our capacity or perceived capacity to handle those demands. And we know that when we take demands away, we remove some threat. Oftentimes we can't take demands away, especially like at work is, is more responsibilities piled on us. So the only thing we can do is raise our capacity to handle that. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's learning a new skill or, or, or something along those lines. But I think most important is how the story we are telling ourselves and the, the narrative of our perception towards those demands. And listen, when, when it's, when, when, we experience stress and it's against our will and it's out of our control and it's meaningless. That's where we really run into where we can really run into trouble and where it can become, where it can become, become chronic. So knowing that and knowing that we, we have a lot of control over how we perceive things and, and just recognize when there's recognize our thinking, recognize when there's opportunity to shift that thinking, to raise our capacity. Now what this doesn't mean is we stay in a situation when that situation just isn't going to get any better. We can raise our capacity all we want, but fundamentally things outside of our control need to change or it's just not the right, right place for us. And that's, that's a decision that we all have to make. But before we resort to that, you know, cause we could be giving up on, you know, a really wonderful learning opportunity, but really check your, 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 your mindset and your perceptions and your beliefs on what's driving you to perceive your abilities in a certain way. 
Now, one of the things that I find always interesting about anxiety, but also stress, is how a lot of the stress that we are feeling is self-created. Yeah. And it's not necessarily created by just reality. Yes, there are challenges and they can be very stressful. But it's also what I said at the beginning, these expectations we have that create a lot of stress. The expectation of we have a class reunion, I need to have 20 pounds less in two weeks. The expectation of, well, my colleague got a promotion, I should have one too. The expectation of my kids are only average in school, but they should be valedictorians. What's the matter? So isn't that the gap between what is and what we are expecting? One of the major sources of stress and what we try to do is to get the capacity up, work harder, do more, push further. And we don't really change then this other side, the demands, because how many of those demands are real and how many are just self-imposed? Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. And, and, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. So that's where we can, we can really get into, into trouble with that. I, I think one of the most profound mindset shifts when it comes to this type of this demand capacity is, is looking at the situation in terms of performance versus purpose. And performance puts us on, and that doesn't mean high performance. We, you know, we want to do innately, we want to do really well, but performance versus purpose looks at, am I doing things from the stage? Am I doing it for acceptance and for approval and for show? And when we do that, when that's our motivation, that extrinsic, probably even extrinsic motivation, um, that's really true. That, that adds to the demand and decreases the capacity. Now, when we engage in these challenges from a place of when we can find purpose in it and meaning in it, it takes away that, that, that it takes us, moves us off the stage and into a place where we are sharing and doing and contributing because we want to, it's the right thing. And it's not for anything other than just our own personal well-being. And I know that, I, you know, I think about, I think my, um, my experience with, with public speaking, it used, I used to be terrified of it. But when I made that shift from, from, purpose to, from, from performance to purpose, that changed everything. It, it, it not only changed everything in, in that aspect, but the way I showed up to the work that I was doing on a daily basis. Because before it was all, like you said, it was all, all, all shooting on yourself and comparing, comparing yourself to others and, and holding yourself to a, a society standard versus one that's really innate to your own, your own value system. And when we give up on that, of course, you can understand how the, the body and the mind would put itself in a place of constant threat because we're not showing up as ourselves. We're showing up at some kind of expectation. And that's, man, that's not fair to anybody. But that's where the fun starts, I find, totally. with uh, totally. with stress, anxiety, that it is really going to the root. What actually creates yep. those emotions? I mean, are they really necessary to be there or are they created from a place where we can take responsibility and say, hey, wait a second, maybe it's how I relate to the world, to myself. Maybe it's what drives them deep inside on the subconscious level. 
and then going a little bit in the unearthing of that. Now, what you talked about with purpose versus um, performance, I think it's really, really, really important because we do have, most of us, this tendency to take everything personally. So whatever we do is seen as a reflection on us, whether it's how the kids perform, whether it's how the spouse looks, whether it's what the boss is saying about our work, it's all very personal. And we go to that level of feeling diminished and basically disrespected and unworthy. And, and a lot I find starts with the belief that we, are, that we are not enough and that we have to do more, that we have to perform better, that we have to somehow prove ourselves. Now, in your experience, this shifting, and I think it sounds familiar on a personal level for you, what need, needed for you to happen to have a relationship with you that allowed you to not take things personally as you were, for example, presenting in public, but really focus only on that, what you shared as your purpose or your gift to the audience? What needed to shift inside of you? Oh, you're exposing <laughs> me, Dr. Friedman. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is what I called archaeology. It was like that, that digging and that unearthing of, of those self-limiting beliefs, you know? And those things are ancient. They come from way, way, way back in the day and, and just anchor themselves within your, within your little psyche. And, your, and so I had, you know, without going into too much detail, I, I had some absolute self-limiting beliefs around... Um, intelligence and mm -hmm. wor worthiness um, based on based on some real real factors like real factors at a, a very 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 young age um, and you know it, 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 as we age and we get new experiences and we continue to have those store those in you know, our subconscious mind that direct us and guide us and guide decision-making. Um, gosh, they just, they just act, act as somewhat of a, a joystick or a lack of joystick on our lives. And when we get to the root of those and, and take the time to like, I like, I call it me search, dig into it and unearth those beliefs and begin to challenge them. Oh man, that's where, you know, that's where freedom lies. And, and so much of this has to do with just being curious, just being curious about yourself and the way you're interpreting the world and, and challenging it and viewing it as an adventure versus something, something really spooky and scary. And, you know, I think, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And, and I love that you said it's an adventure and it's really, I believe the purpose of our existence to really do this kind of uh, archaeology, archaeology, and me searching, and and I also feel like the problem that we have is that we think we should be already perfect. You know, we yeah. shouldn't have the anxiety or the stress or the limiting beliefs, and and that's not how life works. I mean, all of our parents screwed up in some ways or another, and that is something that they didn't intend to. But that's what they're supposed to do, because there is a supposed to be something that 
we get programmed with or by our coaches or teachers that eventually we have to discern between what's our truth and what is what we were told. What are the impressions, the imprints, the programmings that are really not us and they don't work for us. And so that is where stress comes in because there is a just um, a discrepancy between that what we are, a resistance to that what we are supposed to be. And, and that is where anxiety comes in. That's where insecurity comes in. And, and so rather than saying, oh, there's something wrong with me. Why have I these emotions? I shouldn't have these emotions. I, I should be perfect. Rather than seeing this as a problem, see it as the invitation to do that kind of archaeology and go inside and, and look for what is really true and what is the lie that you have believed in. And we're going to talk more about this after the break. Stay tuned. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from Adversity to Awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. 
Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about stress, how to stress better, how to use stress to actually find more about yourself that is true and let go of those things that you just have taken on and they are not your truth. So stress can be a very powerful catalyst and um, an impulse for you to just say, okay, something inside of me is not okay. Of course, we can change demands. We can try harder, put more energy in, put more money at the problem. But if this stress resists all those changes, chances are there is something inside of us that needs to be looked at and is just not working right. Now, stress, don't feel stressed to call in and ask a question because I'm sure some of you have a burning question about stress. Some of you may feel like, well, that's all interesting, these guys talking about this, but they don't know my stress. They don't know what I'm dealing with. So, well, I don't. Call in 1-800-930-2819, or you can also just type in a question in Transformation Talk Radio, or go to the Facebook Live page where you can actually see our little faces and you can type in a question there. Again, 1-800-930-2819 is the phone number. So, Art, yeah, we talked about limiting beliefs, and we talked about how limiting beliefs are basically the source of a lot of stress. You had this with not being good enough, having uh, maybe not being smart enough. I can totally relate to both of them, which caused me a lot of stress and anguish and, and pushed me into doing more and having to perform and not really find purpose. But how do we identify limiting beliefs? Because a lot of people, you know, you start with stress, you feel there is something wrong with you. That only adds to the belief that you're not good enough because no one else seems to have stress. So that doesn't make you necessarily so aware of your limiting beliefs or your purpose. What would you suggest people do just to step a little bit back and look at their beliefs and identify what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, put on your courageous hat and, uh, and, and start the exploration because that's what it takes because we don't, we don't try to go after them and learn from them because they are uncomfortable. And when we stop denying our ability to feel uncomfortable, denying our suffering, we can move towards it and learn from it. And Something that I do with with clients is a kind of a purpose discovery session that does just that. Like it digs into not not trauma by any means, but but just the personal stories in our lives that are are really connected to emotion because that's what that's what we hang on to. Things that are tied to emotion, both both high vibrational and low vibrational emotional experiences, what is are what we remember, and oftentimes in this work we reverse engineer the, that, that low vibrational emotional experience that happened back when we were a little kid 
and and see where that experience has given us. Um, maybe we've hung on to it from a uh, from a, maybe a, a maladaptive side, but in that there's something very adaptive, something very adaptive, and so looking at our our limiting beliefs, unearthing those limiting beliefs, seeing where they have actually shaped our lives and and perhaps on the other other end of, of suffering been a lot of meaning and purpose, you can start to create a roadmap of what it is you are most profoundly intended to do in this life. And like for me, when I went through, I went through this experience and Mine turned out, my, my quote, purpose statement that I ended up with was to create the space for emotional leadership so people can human better. And, you know, all of this came from some significant, you know, call it suffering if you like, um, but, but even more so limiting beliefs and being able to take that and turn something that is so profoundly meaningful to me into something that's really positive that gives me, I make all of my decisions, Dr. Friedman, based on that. Like how I engage in with who I engage with from a client standpoint, uh, decisions professionally and personally is like is this an opportunity to do to help somebody human better and and taking somebody through that process and giving them the access, leading them to the access of what's of those 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 obstacles that have been in the way for so long and just giving them a hand, helping them lift themselves up over it to the other side and go, oh, okay, I can see where that darn thing has kept me from doing X, Y, and Z. And now I am moving on from it. But you learn, and there's appreciation in that as well, which is there's no blame, there's no fault. It's just like, I see where you helped me. I see why you're there. And it's all protection. We all handle this stuff all for protection. We may not realize it; it's non-conscious, but it's all protection. So let's talk about a specific story of a client that you would say was a good example of looking at, you know, maybe these old challenges or traumas, having some limiting beliefs because of it, getting into this maybe performance stress-based living, and then shifting out of it. So what would be someone that you have worked with? Um, w would you be okay with me just using my own personal example? Sure. So I'm not absolutely. using, using absolutely. a client example. Okay. Okay. Um, when I think of my scholastic career, my, my scholastic experience and my career up until maybe, you know, two years ago, it was very much controlled by self-limiting beliefs. Like, you're not smart enough to be here. You're not good enough to be doing this. You need to do X, Y, and Z to, to be worthy of the role that you're in, of all the financial reward that you're receiving. And because of that, there was very little joy in all of the professional success and classic success that I had. And in better understanding where in better understanding of where that came from and what led me to those beliefs, those um, stored kind of stored emotions, like what, what you like to work, what you work with, uh, 
gave me a ton of clarity onto why I was thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and running those same patterns for so long that kept me from not, not achieving in, in a very you know, profound way, but not enjoying it. And like the last, gosh, the last 10 to 12 years of my career uh, up until this point were doing some of the most meaningful, meaningful work that I could possibly do creating an arch- architecting employee built well-being programs. But because it was driven from this avoidance motivation or these self-limiting beliefs, I wasn't really experiencing a ton of, a ton of joy from that. And then going into that and understanding where that came from and why that was through all of this discovery work. Wow. Just, it, 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 it just takes a, a shaded lens off of your, when you think about stressed lens, like it changed my perception of, of, of not only self, but how I viewed my experience in the world. And so that's the power of doing this work and, and you can't do it on your own. It's really, well, I mean, I guess you could, but it's really hard to do it on your own to access that and to have a, an outside of the outside of the bottle conversation about it. Um, but I'm telling you when you do it, it is, it's freedom. It's freedom. I mean, what's so fun about this example is that on paper, you were a highly successful person who did also on top of it, you know, crazy athletic things that others can only dream about, like, you know, several Ironmans and so on. I mean, you are really someone who is a high achiever, but like many high achievers, you also didn't really feel it was ever enough. And I think that's what is so interesting about stress that we can see stress there as pointing out to us that something that we are experiencing in life, even though on paper it is really checking all the boxes of this is what we're supposed to do, make money, win awards, be fit, you know, look good, have a great marriage, we are still miserable. That is where the stress tells you why. Why are we still miserable? Why are we still dealing with stress when everything is actually exactly the way we are supposed to do it, that we are told to do it? And that's what I think made your journey so uh, important. And, And now you do something. I mean, how would you say now when stress comes up? Because it still comes up. I have still sure. some stress and anxiety from time to time. So what do you do now when it comes up? I welcome it. I appreciate it. I learn from it. I listen to it. I, I find the wisdom in it. And listen, it's not always comfortable. And you know what? It's not supposed to be. If it was comfortable, if it felt good, we, wouldn't, we really wouldn't do anything with it. The discomfort is to get our attention. And it is our responsibility to listen to it and to answer its questions and to move towards it versus avoid it. And, and like a, a great example of that is when we think about, you know, coping and, and using like exercise, which is the world's greatest medicine. Like when we, when we engage in exercise as a, uh, as a mechanism to avoid stressing, versus using exercise that 
to say, hey, I've got all of this energy in me that stress has provided me. I'm going to go use up some of it hmm. through, through exercise, which not only changes your, 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 your kind of your emotional and cognitive experience, but, but, but the research on the physiology of what it has, the changes, the, 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 the adaptive changes it has on your body is, is really profound just on how you look at it. Like the work of, of Dr. Kelly McGonigal, you know, speaks, speaks to that. And it's just, it's just fascinating. And knowing that, that is, there's so much choice that we have in this. And it's that when we feel like we're completely disempowered is when things really feel threatening and there's just a heck of a lot more choice in the, uh, in the presence of stress that, uh, that, that we owe ourselves and, and have the responsibility to engage with it and not be afraid of it. That's what I do. Well, I think that's really important to remember that if emotions would feel comfortable, we probably wouldn't understand their message and we would definitely not listen to them. Just like we only listen to the kids usually when they have a temper tantrum. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some very proactive ways and tools to deal with stress that you can implement starting today. Stay tuned. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer and co-host matchmaker Peggy Bennett share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the drpatshow.com. All right, stress. Let's stress a little bit and then let's stress better. 
hands-on tools. I always love that. I don't like to just be in the theory of things. I like to go into the depths of it. So get comfortable. Put anything that you have right now in your hands down, especially if these are sharp objects. And maybe even close your eyes because let's go through the process of stressing better that are just teaching. So I would like you just to remember the last time or a significant time lately where you felt stress. Just go into the stress mind. Doesn't have to be traumatic, but just something where you feel up. Yep, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the sweat. I'm feeling the breath. I'm feeling the heart a little bit more accelerated. And now, Art, take it from there. <laughs> awesome. Well, first and foremost, you just thought yourself into an emotional state, a low vibrational emotional state. So, and we can just as easily think ourselves into a high vibrational emotional state. Super important. I've been doing a lot of work with a with a, a neuroscientist, Dr. Heidi Hanna, on this, and just engaging the science of the brain, the neuros, the integrative neuroscience of the brain on. When we sense stress, when we sense it, when we, when we sense it in our body, immediately engage your breath. And that happens, we sense it in about an eighth of a second. And then our feelings start to change. Our feeling state changes in about a fifth of a second. And then our brain follows, okay? And it's truncated. Like we're, part of our, our, our thinking brain is shut down because our, our limbic, our, our, our monkey and our lizard brains have taken over. So Engaging breath, you know, something like um, a really powerful one is um, breathing five seconds in, five seconds out for a full minute. So six rounds of that. Really great, great tool. Shift that emotional state up and then, and then start to think. The reason the breathing is so powerful is we have, the, we have a cluster of neurons at the base of the brain that has a direct link to the heart. And when it senses our breath, pattern as shallow and fast, that's threat. It's perceiving threat, sending our brain into a threat, a heightened state of awareness. Calming ourselves through breath is massively effective, tons of efficacy there, shifting emotional state, and then engaging the brain and thinking through, okay, is this really a threat? Am I running a, uh, the same pattern that was probably instilled in me by, gosh, a parent, a coach, a teacher at a very young age and parent ourselves a little bit, you know, ask that three-year-old self within you, okay, what is going on right now? What are you perceiving as a threat? And is this a threat that me as a 51, soon to be 51 year old male can't handle, like challenge that stuff. And when we do that and we engage, when we've calmed ourselves, our emotional selves, it allows us to think from a much, much clearer place. And think about that. Think about that on a daily basis when we don't do that and how influenced our thinking is based on perceived threats from our, 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 our sensing and our feeling states. Powerful. Think of all the decisions that are made based on that, based on that type of thinking, that threat-based thinking. Um, maybe super adaptive if you're being being something traumatic happening to you, but not on the day-to-day. -day. So breath, calm, 
then think and really challenge and, and challenge yourself to respond versus react. And, and so much of that just comes with, with, with curiosity and courage and confidence to, to engage in something different. And we all have the, we all have the ability to do it. It's, you know, don't doubt your ability to be able to, 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 to change you, to change your, your experience because we can. We just now the beauty about this as Arch is frozen right now. <laughs> the oh, beauty no. about this, no, you're back. The beauty about this is that you don't have to change your external reality first mm -hmm. before you can feel better. So mm -hmm. take a few breaths and then shift your energy towards maybe gratitude or positive intentions or just going back in time to something that felt really peaceful and joyful, which shifts your emotional state. And then listen to the message. Listen to what the stress is telling you. Notice if there is something that may come from the past that may be a little tiny voice that feels more like insecure or overwhelmed or simply in resistance to you doing something that just doesn't feel right anymore. And just take note of it. We don't have to change it right away. It doesn't have to be like, oh, wow, okay, I have a problem. Let's fix it. It can be a journey. It can be the beginning of a journey. It can be simply that, that you are no longer afraid of the stress that starts a change in your relationship to yourself with greater empathy and compassion. And that in itself may already make all the difference. Now, Art and I said... We should have another hour and another hour because there's so much we would love to share and talk about, but it's almost over. So Arch, tell people how they can find you. Yep. You can find me at arch at archfuston.com or archfuston.com. Also human-better.com is, is me as well. Um, yeah. If, if you, and if you, you also have a this. podcast, I think people can listen to. You have, uh, you do private you sessions. Do. You do the human better program where also companies can definitely ask you to share your wisdom with them. There are a lot of things that you offer and make the world a better place. So I appreciate you so much for coming to today's show and uh, for sharing that what you really have so beautifully laid out. And also, I really appreciate how you have been so courageous to find your purpose and live from it. And that's why you are an inspiration for many. So thank you very much. And if you want to find out more about the work I'm doing, you just go to drfriedman.com. Until next time, I'm sure we're going to find another exciting topic to talk about Try to embrace your stress, see it as an opportunity to find yourself and reach out to either of us if you have any questions about it. Goodbye. Thank you. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.